Welcome back to the No Tracers podcast. My name is K, just the letter K, and I am known as No Tracers. If you're new to the show, buckle up. You're in for a treat. Let's get into it. Step into the world of decay, abandonment, and chaos. The story of an urban explorer starts here. Welcome to the podcast you've been looking for all along. This is No Tracers. Here, we take only photos. We leave only footprints. And remember, leave no trace. Welcome to the show. If you are new, please hit the subscribe button. If you're a veteran listener, please leave a rating and feedback on the show. Let people know what you like about it. And if you want to come on No Tracers and share your stories, or if you want to anonymously share a story, you can hit me up at contact at notracers.com. We'll either get you on the schedule or I will start doing listener tales where I read your stories and your emails. I might start reading some YouTube comments, actually, because I've got some really lengthy YouTube comments that I would like to share with you guys from places I've explored. Uh, if you didn't know, I do have a new YouTube channel, No Tracers Urbex, youtube.com slash No Tracers Urbex. That is where all my urban exploring content is going to be from now on. I just hit 400 subscribers, so thank you guys for following me over there. If you guys want to go see my cinematics or POV walkthrough videos of abandoned places I explore, head over to that YouTube channel and hit subscribe today. I do have two photography books out. You can check them out at notracers.com slash shop. One is just a photo and storybook, and the other one is a guidebook for exploring abandoned places. So if you want to support me as an artist and support my buddy, Mr. Sketch, a.k.a. Cursed Sketchbook, a Portuguese explorer and illustrator, check out a copy of my book, How to Explore Abandoned Buildings, at notracers.com slash shop. So this week, I am speaking with Getting Lost with Joe. She is an avid runner and urban explorer. We're going to be diving into her story, her love of abandonment, and why she likes to explore by herself, and some of the crazy places she's been. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I need to thank my partner, Liquid Death Water. If you haven't heard of Liquid Death Mountain Water, well, they are a water company that provides canned water so that you're not polluting the earth with disgusting plastic water bottles and you're not getting all the carcinogens of a plastic water bottle into your bloodstream. So if you guys want a better alternative to plastic water bottles, check out Liquid Death Mountain Water. You can use code just the letter K for 10% off your order at liquiddeath.com. Thank you for supporting Liquid Death and what they are doing for the environment and to help murder your thirst. Without further ado, getting lost with Joe, please introduce yourself and how long you've been exploring to the No Tracers audience. Well, hello, my name is Joe, and I go by getting lost with Joe, usually because I'm lost all of the time. So that seemed really suitable and probably pretty good for exploring too. And I have been exploring since May 2020 when I got hurt from um, running too often. So this was my go-to safe hobby. <laughs> it's funny that you picked one of the riskiest hobbies as your safe hobby. <laughs> this is my safe hobby, yes. <laughs> That's incredible. 100%. So what got you into exploring abandoned things in the first place? Like what made you catch this bug? Well, I usually do things until... 
I do have a significant injury and can't do it anymore. Or um, I run marathons, so I'm an avid runner and tend to get hurt quite often from that. So I, during an injury, my family was taking, we were just taking a hike and I came across an abandoned cabin, walked in. I'm really, really curious. I always need to know what's around the corner, what's inside and um, just a curious person. So it seemed like something interesting to do while I was healing. Ah, okay. So was that cabin your first exploration ever? That was it. Wow. So take take me into so it. Random. What did you like? Was there anything in it? Like what what was it like? What made you like want to try getting more into it? Honestly, it was just this a basic basic abandoned log cabin with bad graffiti along a hiking path. And then after I got home, I started thinking, I wonder if there are other abandoned places around here. Maybe this is something I could do. And maybe this is a hobby that I haven't. I'm kind of always looking for the next big thing. And then before you know it, I'm all in. <laughs> Probably within 24 hours, I started Googling everything and looking at maps, trying to find more places. So it really was the most random spot that started it all. Yeah, I think it's always like right after we hit our first one, we like dive in to the deep end and we're like, I got to know everything about this and where all these places are. And, you know, now there's apps like uh, Abandoned World, you know, where it's just pins and photos of like all the abandoned places all over the world. Well, not all of them, but a lot of abandoned places all over the world. And people contribute to things like that to, you know, help further the community. And, you know, that is like a little taboo. But for you, like when, like, where did you go to find these abandoned places? Were you on like Atlas Obscura? Like where, where did you go to find these places? That's exactly what I did. I mean, this was just like happenstance. It really was. Um, so I came home, I looked on Google, I looked on Atlas Obscura, any website I could come up with. I found a friend whose daughter went to another building. So I went to another building and checked that out. That was kind of cool. And then um, the more places I went to, the more people I met. I've definitely met a lot of people online and through the different you know, Facebook groups and, and so forth. Um, so that's been good. And it's been really, I always like meeting new people. So that's another great aspect. And I guess the more places I went to, the easier it was to find more. Yeah. Find more places. Definitely. So. It seems like they kind of come to you, you know, if that, if that makes sense. Like for people listening, I feel like these abandoned places are like magnets to us. Like we, we just are naturally seeking them out all the time. We're driving down the road and we see something that looks decrepit and we're like, it's probably abandoned. I could probably go in that. <laughs> I know, you know, I am like just a suburban mom driving down the road with my golf crew. I don't play golf, but my friends do. Yeah. And we're just driving down the road with them. They're like, what are you looking at? I'm like, um, I'm sorry. I was just distracted. I was looking around out the window. I, I think that ban the uh, building across the way is abandoned and I got to go check it out. <laughs> so needless to say, I mean, none of my friends go with me, so... <laughs> So when did photography come into your life? Like, when did you start taking photos? And then when did you start documenting abandonment? I started taking pictures when I was probably five or six. I had a brownie camera. Mm -hmm. 
I think I still remember what the inside of it smells like. <laughs> um, and I think I always just like capturing moments, um, you know, regardless of what it was with, regardless of how well it turned out. I've always just, I, I really definitely live in the moment. So um I, usually people that live in the moment are not documenting the moment, mm. but then I like to go back and look at it and, and kind of just think about how cool that spot was. Yeah. And not only that, but I feel like taking photos of these places is the best way to share the stories that go along with our adventures. You know, I feel like it's, it's one thing to explain to somebody like, oh, I went to this abandoned mansion. But like, if you have a photo of it, you're like, look at this abandoned mansion I went in. It just like, adds more elements to that story and I think that's why I you know the one reason why I started this podcast was to get to know the people behind the photos you know I I think that there's so many talented photographers out there and I've always wanted to know the stories behind like how did you take this photo where did you take this photo you know that kind of thing and the story behind the artist that's taking that photo so yeah, I love asking about like when photography came into your life because that gives me more background about you as a as a creator, as a person. Um, for you, what kind of gear are you bringing into these places? Like, for example, um, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Do you take a backpack with you? Flashlights, things like that. Basically, like tips for gear for people that are just getting into the hobby. What would you recommend? I would recommend. Um, I'd say like the the biggest thing. I, I think just light, like flashlights. Mm -hmm. I'm like all about the flashlights. I don't think, I don't think you need the newest camera, the best camera, um, the latest gear. I mean, um, a lot of times, sometimes I'll go by myself. So to me, like less is a lot more. Um, so I try to keep very, very little with me. And a lot of times I'll just take my phone in and a light and uh, that's about it. So I can, if I need to, I can get out as quick as possible. Absolutely. Too. So that's, I, I always say just light and I've, I've heard you talk about it in the past, but this is my biggest downfall is like getting lost. So I think I'm going to pack glow sticks the next time mm -hmm. I go because I spend literally more time on, on larger locations trying to find my way out than I did exploring the place. Yeah, for sure. So it's like, uh, that, that's definitely a good tip too, if you tend to get lost like I do, but I don't think you need the newest and the latest. Um, I would think most people probably would agree with that. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. You know, when that tip was brought up on the podcast about the glow sticks, I was like, that is just something that I never thought of. And it's genius. Like it, oh, it I need that. Yeah. I need that in a bad way. <laughs> it, it makes so much sense, especially for like underground locations, darker locations, or just big, like you said, bigger locations that you may struggle to find a way out of, especially like places where there's only one entrance and exit. Like that's always like my concern is not being able to find another way out. And I've had that situation occur a couple of times where like the cops show up and they're blocking the entrance and exit and you have to like somehow find another way out and it's like so sketchy <laughs> every time right. but yeah right. I think the glow stick thing is like a huge tip so I mean for people that are just tuning into the podcast for the first time on this episode like uh, one of my former guests on the show brought up the idea of bringing glow sticks to guide your way out of a place that you're in and I think that's one of the greatest tips I've honestly ever heard um so speaking of you were you were talking earlier about how you do things until you injure yourself. 
uh, <laughs> and you can't really do them anymore. Do you have any urban exploration injury stories that you can share? You know, um, not really. I, I really do this um, during those breaks. I would say the closest, I mean, they're strange. Um, these are things I've learned. If you're trying to get into a building or a house, what what have you, and it, there's a small opening, I think it's just the way we are built. It is so much easier getting in a tight spot head first. <laughs> it's so much easier than feet first. So I've gone into places and then tried to get out and I've gotten pretty stuck on the way out. So there are two times I, I got stuck and I would say, the other, a couple explorations ago, I met up with some friends and he will probably listen to this podcast and he has absolutely no idea, but I like got a gash in my leg on the side of a building and it was just bleeding profusely. And I just, I don't know, there was like no part of me that thought, uh, better go home. You know, so I, I just kept going, kept trying to like stop it from bleeding. And we were probably there for a few hours. I don't think he knows. He'll know when he listens to this. Yeah, for sure. He's going to text you and be like, uh, what the fuck? Are you, are you are crazy? You okay? yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. like, uh, most of the time on the show, when I've asked that question and people have been actively injured on a explore, they've just continued on with it because we've gone through so much effort to get into a place that we're not going to go home for even a bleeding gash. You know, we're, we're just going to oh, power no, through it no. and then we'll deal with it later. We'll deal with the infection, the tetanus, the whatever at a later date, you know, it's not important in the moment because your adrenaline's pumping and you're like, I'm fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You never really think about it till later. Exactly. And we're like, ah, and I know it's kind of bad. It's not my my brightest moment, but uh, yeah. Right. What about your scariest exploration? Um, let's see. That's a tough one. That is a really tough one. Um, and I and I've listened to other podcasts, and I've listened to you ask this question, and I was trying to think of an answer. Um, I don't get scared very easily. Uh, I will say that I was in a building and there I was by myself and there are a bunch of pigeons, like a lot of them uh -huh. flying over my head back and forth. And I think that got me. And I also came across like, it's like a decayed cat. Ugh. And I think that just made me jump. Other than that, I'm good. Yeah. That's so I, just, the animal aspect, but those pigeons really just, Oh, that was, but that's it. I think I'm, uh, I know ghost stories, okay. um, people I'm good with. Like, I don't, I don't scare too easily. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad you haven't had too many scary experiences, especially exploring alone. Like talk about, you know, exploring by yourself versus people. Like, what is it about exploring by yourself that you love? Um, just the freedom to come and go and, um, as you please. And I think it's also like, you're a little bit more quiet. Like I've been in places I've run into a bunch of people and I'll get like really loud in there. And I'm thinking we're going to get caught. And depending, um, I just, I think I can get away with it a little easier. And the things I don't like as much, if something were to happen now that I just said that nothing really happens, <laughs> you know, 
now I'm waiting. Um, it, it would be nice to have someone there. And I also like sharing experiences with somebody. Mm. So I'd say when I go myself, it's not necessarily by choice. It's just that no one was available to go and I'm still go. I'm still definitely going to go. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so my preference is to go, go with other people. Gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I love going with people and the only times I don't go with people is when I have no one to go with, you know, uh, yep. especially when I'm traveling by myself, things like that. Kind of lonely. It is kind of lonely. And you know, it, it feels like your senses are more heightened and you feel like you could spook easily, more easily in those situations. I did. That reminds me, I did hide in a closet <laughs> of uh, a building because I was pretty sure there was someone in there. And then I was just standing in there quietly. Then I thought, what should I do while I'm in here? So I, I just took a picture of the, the door, mostly closed. And then I thought, there, there can't be anyone in here. And, th- and then I finally left. There was nobody in there. So I, so I did hide once, but that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> And what about your most risky exploration? Have you ever like gone into like a federal property or like anything super risky? Um, I have. Uh, I would say like I would say a federal property or heavily guarded yeah. areas. And then I just think then they're um oh God. I'm such an adrenaline junkie. I really, really am. So then I think it's ten times more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm going to be honest about it. Like, that's it. That's it. It's like, what's around the corner? Can I get in? Can I get in and out without getting caught? If I get caught, can I talk my way out of it? Yeah. Those are the things. So I would say maybe the riskier, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what keeps keeps you going and keeps you doing this? Is it that adrenaline factor of it? Like, like talk a little bit about the mentality of an urban explorer, because like we're not normal people. (laughs) I would say it is 100 percent for me. I mean, God, I I really want to say I really like the history behind the places. Mm -hmm. But then I personally I should say I do the research first. I don't. I do the history. Like, I'll look things up afterwards if I think someplace was really interesting. But it's really the adrenaline. It really is. Like, so if it's um, a pre-dawn place, Mm -hmm. you know, where you you definitely need to get in before the sun comes up, well, then I think, oh, that's going to be better. If it's a federal property or highly secure, then I think it's just, you always wonder what's about, what's around the corner. And I also think what, like once you're inside, like I've heard other people say this, everything disappears. Yeah. I don't hear like, you got to do this. You got to, I mean, it's just this constant chatter in my own head. It all goes away Mm. and there's just complete silence and it's just you and that surrounding. And then I start wondering, well, who lived here? What is this about? And then I get into kind of that part. Yeah. And wonder what, what the past of the play, you know, what the story is of the place. Yeah. And and my big thing is like trying to capture the energy of these places on video or in photos. You know, I think that's a big part of it as well as the energy we feel in these places. And I often tell people that don't explore, like when they ask me, like, what's it like to go in these places? Like when we walk in, it's like the world around fades away. 
you know it's you're just inside of like a, a portal into the past almost you know and it's like it's it's so fascinating that more people don't do this to me because I feel like everyone should experience it once. You know, I, I bring people in for their first time to a couple, I've done it a couple of times. I've brought people in for the first time to abandoned places and they, they look at me halfway through and they're like, wow, I, I get it. You know, I get why you do this. Like it's magical. You know, it's, it's like our own little playground that we get to play around in as adults. <laughs> I almost think may- maybe most people don't do it because I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I would think they just don't know about it. That's like, that's it. Like, I yeah. fell upon it. If someone told me about this a long time ago, I would have been doing it a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. So I mean, and and then the other half of the people are probably like, I don't want to go in there. The place is like dirty mm-hmm. and moldy and not for me. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of like history and doing research and things, do you have a favorite history of a place that you've explored? Um, I do. Um. One is, um, I'm trying to think of how to explain it without giving it away, yeah. um, was a, well, it was a bunker that, that Washington, D.C. used in case of a war um, or like a nuclear disaster mm-hmm. where they would go and hide out. And I know other explorers have been to this place and they happened to miss this bunker. And it, it's just the strangest place that, that people would go down there if they needed to and spend months down there trying to figure out how to navigate the issue. So I think that has like the, the probably the most history. Um, trying to think of what else. Probably that. I really like that a lot. I mean, that's crazy. And like, for me, like I, I hate going underground. It freaks me out. Like if my phone doesn't work, like I don't want to be there (laughs) because like, you know, you don't know something could happen and you need to call for help or need to, you know, call somebody and your phone's not working because you have no service because you're, uh, you know, half a mile underground or whatever in a tunnel. And like, that freaks me out. That freaks me out so much. And I did a bunker that was like a, it stored the old uh, intercontinental ballistic missiles during the Cold War era. And okay, yeah. we were down there for like three, four hours until the sun was starting to set. And, you know, my friend wandered off and kept going and he was gone for like 45 minutes. And I was like to the point where I was like, oh, well, he, he fell. He's dead. I don't know where he is. I'm never going to find him. Oh, no. You know, I'd like panic, starting to panic. And then finally he like emerges from the darkness. And I was like dude, like what you can't, you can't do that. Like you can't just do that for that long and not let me know where you're going or like when you'll be back. You know, it, it it's definitely freaky for me. And, uh, like I, I don't like mines cause I think they're super unsafe and they collapse all the time. So that kind of stuff freaks me out, but I want to conquer that fear more and definitely go into more bunkers and things like that. Cause I think they are so cool. And the history is fascinating, cool. you know? Definitely. I So I, I would backtrack like one thing and what you should take with you. So with um, these friends that I went with, they both, they had walkie talkies with them. Mm. And I take them when I go skiing a lot because the reception is awful. Yeah. And um, so we'll take walkie talkies. We always get, we'll get lost on the mountain. Mm. And they were using them in this building because of, you know, the reception. And I thought, you know, that could be another good thing to take with you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, What do you do when you're not exploring abandoned places? Um, 
well, let's see. I'm running marathons. Right. Trying not to get hurt. <laughs> so um, I'm an avid runner. Um, I was an avid CrossFitter, um, but but I got injured and it kind of put that to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do spend a lot of time running. So I would say that's – and looking for like any – other adrenaline probably fueled sport gotcha anything i love that i love that any cheap thrills i know <laughs> i i know like and it's kind of funny because i don't know i think this is sometimes like uh if, if i went by like an age range but maybe somebody younger that was male they met you know i look innocent so I'm always like the best person that get caught by a cop too, because yeah. walk away. Yeah. I feel like, so, yeah, I feel like I've also been super lucky with, in that aspect of like the innocence factor. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm rather unassuming. I feel terribly guilty all the time, sure. but then I'm thinking, but just wait a second. I don't look like it. Mm. So we're good. Yeah, absolutely. So. Do you have any goal places like bucket list explorers that you are dying to do? I would say I, I really like heights a lot. So, I mean, I've always wanted to climb to the top of a bridge. Obviously, oh, yeah. that's not going to happen. So maybe if we're an abandoned bridge, I, I just don't want that that fine. So right. um I guess I would say, you know, an amusement park. Yeah. If I could find a very large amusement park with a lot to explore and I could climb to the top of the roller coaster, uh, I'd be really, really happy. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like that's a goal of mine as well, you know, and everyone talks about the Six Flags down in New Orleans. That's Yeah, I heard that got trashed a bit. Yeah, it's but... it's been a little destroyed. Um, they're... I think they just sold or they're about to sell. They're in the final stages of selling that property and it's going to be either torn down, turned into apartments or restored. We don't really know yet. It's like in this purgatory, but I mean, there's a bunch of theme parks out there that are abandoned. And uh, I actually explored one during COVID and we thought it was abandoned, but turns out it was just shut down for COVID. But part of it was actually like abandoned and falling apart. So it was like half and half kind of thing, but we were walking up to the front entrance and there was a door open and I turned to my friend. I was like, Hey, I think there's somebody here. And then all of a sudden this dude walks out of a room with like a uh you know, a case full of like toilet paper under his arm and he's like, "Uh you can't be here." <laughs> yes. So that would be that would be a real that would be some pretty good advice to someone who just started out exploring because this has definitely happened to me. I've gone up to a house that I thought was abandoned. And no, it wasn't. Yeah. And they're like, can I help you? I'm like, um, uh, I'm just waiting till I open their front door and walk in. There's someone sitting on my couch. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. I don't really explore houses that much unless I know for sure, for sure that they're abandoned because like that has happened so many times to people I know they've literally like been in yeah, a house and the people have come home yeah. or like whatever, you know, like that's crazy to me. Oh, I pulled in the parking lot and recently, and it was like the wrong address. <laughs> and the owner was like sitting next to me and she's like, can I help you? And I just looked at her. I'm like, I'm lost. And she's like, can I ask you what your 
looking for. And I said, well, they told me this house, but it's obviously not since you're here. And we just had a nice conversation. I love that's that's incredible. At least so, I, mean, nice I really have gone into gone up to houses, almost into houses that people are living in. So be really careful. Super careful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you could live in one abandoned place you've explored for an entire week, which place would it be? say now that's going to be the one i wouldn't i would go home and take a shower <laughs> for sure go home, i'll take a shower i don't think i could spend a week anywhere yeah in any of these places i just couldn't yeah they are pretty but gross. if i found that really large amusement park i'd hang out there oh yeah for sure that's the place i'd hang out but usually at the end i'm kind of like okay i'm tired you know the adrenaline is is been great and now i need a really really long shower yeah that's always the best part eating afterwards drinking a bunch of water showering those are like my showering three, i know i know they're the best they're so and good. i'm like okay and then i'd say that my favorite thing about that though is as soon as i get home well it's kind of irritating too because you can you can see pictures of someplace that someone's gone and you can research it out forever and then maybe, I don't know, 12 hours later, you find the place and then you think, okay, this is my bucket list place to go. And as soon as I go to this place, like I'm good, mm -hmm. I'm good. I'm going to do something else. And then you go to the place. And then as soon as you get home, you're like, all right, where's the next place? Yeah, exactly. It's never, never ending. ending. It's never ending. And there's so much out there. You know, I was just in Europe for two weeks with my band and, you know, I got to go to this place called Duel in, uh, uh, outside of uh, Antwerp um, in Belgium and it was so cool to like see something it was an entire abandoned town like this place was yeah. supposed to be turned into a dock because it's by the water it's by like a port so they were they were basically like kicked everybody out of the town with the intent of demolishing the whole place and building a dock there and then the townspeople like basically fought it and so the government was like okay fine we won't do that and then in like 2007 they the this group of people came and they were they were like we want to make this a haven for street artists so all the buildings are completely sealed shut there's like 15 or 20 people that still live in the town so there's like four or five houses that aren't abandoned and sealed and you can tell which ones like people live in like the curtains are nice you know like that kind of thing and so I got to walk around there one morning while I was traveling and it was such a cool thing to see like all this graffiti that that was like allowed in a place and then like the church and the cemetery are completely untouched. Nobody's tagged anything. Nobody's messed with anything. So it's it's cool to see like the respect still for for that part of like yeah. the town. It, it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. That's the best. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I do. I think I mean, I'm pretty goal oriented. So with like a lot of hobbies, I'll either reach my goal or get really hurt trying. <laughs> yeah. And then it's done. Yeah. It, it, you're done. Yeah. You know, so this is the one hobby that I found that like you're never done. Mm -hmm. There's always something else. And I don't know, like sometimes it's irritating because, <laughs> you know, when you're looking for something, you can't get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, you go and then it's like, well, okay, what's next? And, you know, with other things, and I, I'm just kind of like, you, you, if you kind of reach your goal, then it's just not as much fun anymore. Yeah, 
you know, so that's what keeps this exciting, I think. I agree with you completely. And what do you hope for the future of urban exploring? Oh, well, I I wish people would stop vandalizing places just for the fact of vandalizing arson. Like, I've gone into some places that they've just like trash. Like, I mean, it's so I, you know, I just I wish I don't know who's doing it, but whoever's doing it, wish they find something else more constructive to do. And I'll probably say the same thing that everyone says also is just you know, some of the cattiness is, yeah. is unfortunate, but um, I think so, like there's so, so many positive things. Definitely. That, that, you know, I mean, so I would just say just some of the destruction, the pointless destruction, find something else to do. Absolutely. And uh, last, yeah, yeah. And lastly, what is something you know now that you wish you knew when you started exploring abandoned places? Um, I wish I knew how cool a drone, having a drone would be. Yeah. I would have bought it. <laughs> I think back now, I'm like, you know, if I, I could I kind of want to go to all these places all over again <laughs> just to take the drone. Yeah. So um, I would have bought that first. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it definitely makes things so much more dynamic to have that like aerial view of it you know i i love yes. i love having my drone and my drone license and all that stuff because i can pretty much take it anywhere that i need to go and fly you know and i i do regret not bringing it to europe yeah yeah see if there are any cars parked yep. there you could get better footage yep. i mean they're like a million on one reasons i mean that's not a life lesson but that's a purchase i wish i made sure so. absolutely so if people want to keep following your journey into abandonment, just drop your uh, social media one more time. Where can people find you? Oh, um, on Instagram, um, getting lost with Joe, because I'll be out there getting lost somewhere. Awesome. And hopefully meeting some of the other listeners. Yes. I always meeting new people. That's been awesome. super cool for me. I've gotten to explore with several people that I've had on this podcast now, and it's so cool to like put a face to the to the name and the voice, you know. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so fun. That's, that's one of my favorite things. It really is. I love me and I've met people. It's the same hobby. Yeah. I'm just going to say it's a lot like CrossFit or running, really. Yeah. I mean, because they're all you're all ages. Um it it just doesn't matter. You're doing the same exact thing. Yeah together having fun and and it's ah, i think it's been fantastic yeah it's definitely a magical thing we do and i'm super grateful that you came on the show thank you for joining me on no tracers thanks for having me that was my episode with getting lost with joe if you want to go follow her on instagram i have put her links down in the description for you guys if you enjoyed the show please do me a favor and leave a rating and feedback if you do that take a screenshot of it and send it to me at no.tracers on instagram And I'll actually mail you a signed photo print of an abandoned place that I've explored as a way of saying thank you for supporting me and supporting this show. You guys are the best audience. I appreciate you listening to this show every Friday. If you want to come on the podcast or share a story, hit me up at contact at notracers.com. If you want to get a copy of either of my photography books, No Tracers and Urban Explorer's Diary, or my new book, How to Explore Abandoned Buildings, you can go to notracers.com slash shop. There's also a blog on there with uh, stories and photos from the places I've explored. If you want to dive further into my photography and my story, 
Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you again next week for another episode of the No Tracers podcast. Stay strong, keep enduring, go out, go explore something, and remember, leave no trace.